Okay, we're on the bottom of Mem Dalet Amid Beis, two lines from the bottom. And we learned in the Mishnah, how did they do the mitzvah of Lulav when the first day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos? They brought them there beforehand. Tani Tana Kameder of Nachman, Sujin Algaga Itztava. They put them on the roof of the bench. And they kept them there till Sukkot morning when everybody could come and get their own Lulav set. Omar Lay, the Gemara's question is, we turn to the top of Memhei, 45a. If you put them on the roof, they're in the sun, and they could dry out. And that would make a lulav puzzle. So the Gemara said, instead of reading the word gag, maybe it's the word gab, which means on top of the uh, bench, but not under the, on top of the roof of the bench, but on top of the bench. Uh, what were these benches? Amarachim Rehuda Harabai Steve Kafelhayu Steve Lifnimi Steve. There were two double rows of benches, and on these benches, that's where they put the lulavim. Let's see the Mishnah Mitzvah Rava Ketzad. How did the special Mitzvah of Rava? This was the not the Mitzvah of the of the lulav, the Rava of the lulav, but the Rava that was used. Uh, Today, it's what we do during Hoshana Rabbah and the daily Hoshanas to remember that mitzvah of the Rava. So how did they do the mitzvah? There was a special place Yushalayim was on a mountaintop, Harabais. It was on a hill. And there was a lower down area, which was called Motza. Yordim Lasham, they went down there. And they picked special, very tall Aravas from there. And they picked special, and they went and they put those on the sides of the Mizbeach. And they were very tall. And these Aravas actually leaned over to the sides of the Mizbeach. And then they would blow the shofar. Toso says, Toso's uh, third Toso's from the Tak. Sometimes blowing the shofar is for other reasons. This shofar blowing was of joy. The Koyom, and this was a very joyous mitzvah. Anytime you do a mitzvah, it's joyous, but especially the mitzvahs of Chagasukas, Mansim Kasenu. The Koyom, Pamachas. Every day they went around the Mizbeach once for Omerim, and they would say, Anashem Oshiana, Anashem Atzlichana. From the Halal, Hashem save us, Hashem make us successful. Reuda said, Ani this word Vav Hey Vav is the name of Hashem. Rashi brings a very interesting Kabbalistic gematria, which is very unusual for Rashi to do, that this uh, stands for a series of psukim that refers to the 72-letter name of Hashem. Uh, uh, and that, that was, uh, that's what Rabbi Yehuda is saying. And that day, they surrounded the Mizbech, the day of Oshana Rabbah, they went around seven times, again, as we do as well, uh, seven times is very interesting. They did seven times by Yericho. Uh, now, they did seven times by Yericho to conquer Eretz Israel, but it also makes the walls fall down. Sometimes we look at the, uh, our, our sins make a wall between us and Hashem, and the walls fall down, so to speak, means that anything that separates us from Hashem falls down. You also find that a kala, a bride, goes around the chassan seven times. Um, there it's like a wall of protection. But it's very interesting the times where you go around seven times. B'Shas Pitirasan, when they finished this service, what would they say? They would say that this is beautiful for the Mizbeach. 
we don't want to think uh, that there's such a th- anything separate from Hashem, or uh, it's through the Mizbeach, it's Hashem comes first. And uh, the same way they did it uh, during the week, when uh, Hoshan Rabbah fell during the week, it was similar on Shabbos. But the picking, since you could do it Erev um, Shabbos, they did do it Erev Shabbos. And they used to put it in gold buckets uh, to stay fresh. He learns that these were not aravos. He actually learns uh, that they were part of the uh, date palm. Uh, these uh, uh, was the ceremony done. That's how he learns. It was part of the. It was a different part of a different plant. Uh, they would bring palm branches, according to this. Uh, and they would put them on the ground next to Mizbeach. And they had a special name for that day of Oshana Rabbah. They were Kavu Charios, was when they put the date palms on the ground. And then one final halacha, which is we'll see two, uh, several opinions about. So Rashi understood that um, they would take the, uh, uh, after the final, uh, the last day of Sukkot, the, uh, there was actually two different opinions about it, but one opinion says that it's immediately permissible to benefit from the Yesrog. So the people would use the Yesrogim and they, there was, uh, they uh, would eat the Yesrogim and uh, they would take, the, the kids played this game. Now some people say only the kids because they really shouldn't have. Other people say they took the kids because the kids, Yesrogim, weren't really muksa la mitzvah because they were not... Um, uh, um, uh, they they were minors, so they were not they were not used fully for the mitzvah. But the adult ones they couldn't take. Um, other person learned instead of the word miyad tino because they didn't take them from the kids. The word miyad just means right away. Anyway, there's a tosis that discusses exactly what this case is. Um, the overall question was that they were so excited to do a mitzvah. There was a little sport of the taking of the esrog afterwards. Tani, we learn. Let's see the Gemara Malkum Kolonia Hayavetani that the the place where they got the Aravos was not Moza; it was called Kolonia. Hayavetani, Mike. Why does our Mishnah call it Moza? The answer is really the name was Kolonia. But I did the Mafim de Malka. Since that that wasn't taxed by the king, it got the nickname Moza. Uboin Vizokanotze, and then they put them next to the altar. Tani, we learn Rabos Faruchos. There were many of them, and they were tall. The Gavoas Ama. They were eleven Amas Toks, Jegh so that they would lean over to the Mizbeach. Now, if they were only eleven Amas tall and they were on the ground floor, they wouldn't make it to the Mizbeach. So it must be they were on the first step uh, called the Yisod. Because if they were on the ground floor, then you need the first Amma was for the, the step around the altar, the Yisod. Vikonosama, that's the Yisod. And then there was another five Amas Vikonosama, that was the Soved, that was the, the ramp around the Mizbeach. Ola Sholosh, then there was the place for the corners of the Mizbeach. Ohos Mizbeach. Hekemishkachosle. And so if that were true, that it was on the ground floor, these wouldn't be tall enough to uh, lean over the Mizbeach. So clearly, these were on the, uh, on the first step, and then they were tall enough to lean over. Shmamina. Omer Avo, micro, where is there a hint to this concept of the, um, 
uh, these aravos on the Mizbeach. So we're going to see several drushes on this Pasuk, because it, it says, Isru Chag Bavosi Mekonis HaMizbeach. The Pasuk refers to something that reaches the corner of the Mizbeach. What does it? So that oh, specifically, these aravos reach the corner of the Mizbeach. Omar, Revo, Omar, Revo, Lazo, Kol, Notulu, Bagdo. He's the new drasha on the same Pasuk. Anybody that takes a lulav in a bunch, Bahadas Baboso, and the three layered Hadasim, and does the mitzvah in a beautiful way, Malakasu Kiilubanim Mizbeach. The Torah considers it just like he built a Mizbeach, Hikulav Korban, and brought a Korban. We all know that a Korban has a special effect on a person, that it brings them close to Karishporchu, Asrashkina. So we're saying that the Lulav has that uh, person who does the mitzvah of Lulav in the ideal way with the bundle. Gets that effect. Shinemar, as it says, as we turn the page, Isru Memheyamid Beis, Isru Chagba Vosim Ekarnim Isbeach. Omrev Yemishumer Shim Ben Yochai, Riyomishumer Shim Mechuzim Shumer Yochan Makosi, Kola Osi Isser Lechag, a new drasha on the same Pasik. This word Isser Lechag means anybody who um, attaches to the Chag, Bachil uh, Vashtia. He makes sure to celebrate the holiday with good foods and good drinks. <coughs> the Chag itself, Hashem considers like he brought a Korban. So this way, um, this word Bavosim here means good food. Uh, in other words, anybody that, that sets aside specially good food for Yantuf, Hashem considers it like he brings a Korban. A third explanation uh, well, we didn't get to the third one. Uh, Rashi brings the third explanation. He says, Yesh Omrim, four lines from the top, Yom Chag, that the word Isr Chag means that you celebrate the Chag by remembering it even the day after. Um, if you do a Chag right, it's, it's not that you celebrate and then when it's finished, there's nothing left. But there's a concept of Isr Chag even the day after uh, the spirit of the Chag is still with you. Anytime you do a mitzvah with something that grows, it should be uh, used in the way that it grows. It says that they used wood, shitim wood, and it says standing. What does that mean, standing? The wood was used in the way in which it grew in the ground. Another explanation for the word, that the wood should be used in such a way that it holds the gold plating that was put on, or the, that with nails, and that it was done firm. Another explanation, what does it mean? You might say, now that the base of Migdash uh, was no longer here, and there's no longer a, uh, the Mishkan was put away, so it's no longer do we have the great influence of these Incredible uh, things that were built to bring Shekhinah to the world, Ubatis, and it's gone. No, they, uh, they stand forever. We believe, first of all, much of the, uh, the Aron and the special things are still buried underneath, hidden in the Makam Amigdash. But there's an idea that there's an eternal factor. Now, we quoted a teaching in the name of Chizkiah and the name of the Rashbi, Rav Shimban Yochai, and there's a few other amazing teachings. Uh, they're, only, they're not necessarily connected to the previous teaching uh, about the Atze Shitim, but they're said in the, the same combination of name taught the teachings. Omar Chizka, Omar Rabbi Yemim Rashbi. Yochani lifters kol olom kulum in 
I could exempt the whole world. Hashem sometimes gets angry at mankind and judges us harshly. I could exempt the world from Din Miyomshin from the beginning, from when I was created until now. Um, because in his lifetime, he did great mitzvahs. He sacrificed himself. Uh, we remember the famous story in the cave where all he did was uh, serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu and great with great afflictions. So sometimes we think you need a lot of people to be doing the right thing to win atonement. He's saying that, um, uh, no, just even from what he did, uh, he could exempt the world uh, from the uh, the sins that were committed while he was alive. Now he says, And if you combine his son with him, from the beginning of the world until now could be forgiven. And if we would just add Yotam, the son of Uzio, also, and we'd all be together, there'd be enough um, righteous deeds to exempt the whole world. Rashi brings Yotam was amazing in two ways. Um, one, he could have been king, but because his father had leprosy, and usually when somebody has leprosy, they couldn't govern, and then their son would be declared king in his stead. He insisted no. So he was very humble in that way. And number two, he would, uh, he would always show great respect for his father, and he would always ask his opinion uh, before he did so. He'd go out to the leper colony, ask his father, and so because he acted with such great humility, there's no greater way to win favor in Hashem's eyes with humility and honoring one's parents. I've seen those that are B'nai Aliyah. Usually B'nai Aliyah means people that are on the way up, but there are not so many of them. But Rashi says B'nai Aliyah means people that when they go up will get to greet Hashem. There's a certain level of people that will be Zoycha uh, in the world to come uh, to or the I guess in in, um, in Ganeden to receive Hashem, and there won't be so many people. He says, "Email if there's a thousand, and I and my son are with them. Email if there's only a hundred, and if there's only two, then they're me and my son. Are there only uh, could there be such a small amount of people that greet the Shekhinah? There's eighteen thousand people sitting in the front row." Uh, so the Shinemr Savishmonasela. So how could he say that if there's only a thousand, only a hundred, there's eighteen thousand? Lokasha, even though there's people in the front row, so it's like seats at a stadium. Some people have seats where they can't see very much. So there's there'll be eighteen thousand people, but they won't get to see the Mistaka They won't get to see the Shkina directly with a very clear vision. Only a small a small amount of people get to see with very clear vision. There'll be 18,000 righteous people, but they won't have the perfect view of the Shekinah. Is it still so small? But but there's always the 36 Sadiqim. There's always got to be 36 Sadiqim. Which is Lamed Vav, the Gemad Tzachim so Morris says, even if there's 36, they need to they need to ask permission. They need to show their ticket to get in. But those that are so righteous that they're automatically led in to see the Shekhinah, that there's not so many. It could even be as few as two. Okay, so Bishaspi Tirasin, we said when they left, they said they praised the Mizbeach and Hashem. But nothing is on the level of Hashem. If you 
adds the name of Hashem and something else, Nechem in Olam, he'd be uprooted from the world. Shinamar Bilti Lashem Levada, only Hashem. So the more answered, Hakikamalach. Uh Omar, Laka, they only give thanks to Hashem, we give thanks to Hashem, and we praise Hashem. And then also they they praise that Hashem gave us the Mizbeach, but it's really just Hashem. Uh, okay, and we said that the weekday was the same, except it was picked uh, on when it was on Yon, on Shabbos. They picked it beforehand. Omer of Huna, my time there, Yochum, Rochud, Exiv, Kapos, Shnaim. It implies that the Lulav, there were two, Achas and Lulav, Achas and Mizbeach. So you see that the uh, the palm branches were used twice. Rabban or Omer, Kapos, Exiv. No, it's written without a vav, plural, there only once for the Lulav, and the other one was a date palm. Rav Levi says, Katamar, it's like a date palm, my Tomer, Zeinlo, Levechad. It has only one main branch. We also have only one heart for Hashem. We're focused on just Hashem's Enod Melvado. He's the only one. Omar, Rav Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, Lulav Shiva, Vesukah. So now we get to an interesting question. How many brachas do you make on the Lulav and how many brachas do you make on Sukkah? So he says, the Lulav you make every day and the Sukkah you just make day one. My time. Lulav, Damasak, Lelos, Miyamim. A lulav you don't do at night, so every morning is a new mitzvah. Call yom mitzvah So you make the lulav each day. If you spend the whole yantav in the sukkah, sukkah the whole masik leilus miyamim. Day and night, it's only one mitzvah. So kula shiva kechad yom. It's all like one long day, and one bracha is enough. That's one opinion. Rav Barachana Omer Rav Yochanan says no. Sukkah shiva. A sukkah you make every day. The lulav is only once. My time is sukkah diyaraisa. Sukkah is minatora every day. Luv dirabon and sagile bechad yom. That's only once a day. And then we get to the final opinion, which is the one that we do. Ki us rabban in two lines. Both of them you make every day. Every day you make a bracha on the lulav. Every day you make a bracha on the, on the sukkah. And all the Amoroim agreed with him. And uh, Tosa speaks out that there is a difference because actually, if you eat in multiple sukkahs, you'll be making multiple brachas. Whereas uh, a lulav, uh, you only make once a day. Okay? Kultu, be well.